Alright lads, it's your boy Richie here, coming to you with a recording for the week 9 review. Been a lot of peer pressure, probably the fastest vote in the history of anything has gone down in order to get me to do a weekly podcast. So I thought, why not trial it out, do the review as a recording, see how it goes, and if it's absolute shit that I don't have to do a podcast and it's a winner, and if you absolutely love it, then you love it, that's also a winner. So can't really lose here um so let's give it a go see what happens and dive straight into these reviews start off at the top of my sleeper app which is Deshaun of the Dead taking on the Karens and what was a pretty tight contest you know two let's say powerhouses of the league currently going in some monster trades have gone through to really strengthen their lineups and it was a good scoring output you know 119 plays 104 pretty solid week um, let's go through the talking points start a quarterback Deshaun Watson not too bad 19.7 points two touchdowns on the throw uh, 200 yards 37 yards rushing not a whole lot of offense actually shown but didn't really need it going up against such a bad Jags team like their worst one worst game they've had all season for Minshew and apparently yeah, he's uh, now that Nick Foles is back he is gone Straight to the bench, which doesn't surprise me too much. You're going up against Houston, one of the worst, def- you know, defenses really in the league, and you only get three points up. It's just embarrassing. With uh, no JJ Watt as well. Um, Lamar Jackson on the other on the other side, absolutely tore open New England. Showed the world what the Pats D is actually like when they go up against a legitimate team. None of this bullshit they've gone up against all season long. Give them a good offense. See what happens. 17 completions, 160 yards and a touchdown. That is a dreadful Kirk Cousins start this season type stat. However, it's the 16 carries, 60 yards, two touchdowns on the rush, which gives him his fantasy output. That's all you need. You know, it's fantasy. That's all you need. He can do 28 points with one touchdown. He had 30 points against Cincy the other week with no throwing touchdowns. So he had 150 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. You know, that's all you need. It's fantasy. Don't actually need to be a proper quarterback go through the running backs and I think that's this is where the difference really shows you know the number one running back for uh, the Karens was Adrian Peterson of all people against Buffalo I mean I know you got you know what some injuries and bye week and all that but that is bold play and let's face it paid off 130 yards for the game he killed it against Buffalo on such a rubbish team as well fortunately they still got handled pretty comfortable well uh, Dalvin Cook a little bit disappointing. I mean, Kansas aren't great. They've improved defensively, but they're not great. 116 scrimmage yards, though, you know, not too bad. 20 carries for 70 yards, that is disappointing, especially for a guy of his level. But, you know, really brings it down to, you know, one of very few games where he has under four or even under five carries, uh, yards per carry. So, hoping to bounce back against Dallas next week. Will be a tough matchup, especially away. Um... But I mean, he's David Cook. He's, you know, the number two running back in the league. Um, and then the final one, Chris Carson, who has shown, you know, promise that he could hold on to the ball and he finally left his penis fingers behind. Yet, Carson of old shows up yet again. Another fumble. But tell you what, going up against Tampa, who possibly the best rush defense in the league, killed it. 16 carries, 105 yards, 6.6 uh, yards per carry. That's... You know, guys like McCaffrey could barely get, can't even do three. So to do that, phenomenal. Fortunately, that fumble does always 
Kostya. Um, bring him down to 11 points. Well, we look at the other side, Deshaun is dead. That is where it's at. 57 points between the two running backs. Melvin Gordon finally figuring it out. Now that fired the original uh, offensive coordinator, who, let's face it, garbage, brought in the uh, someone else, and it's made a huge change. 20 carries, 80 yards, two touchdowns, 30 in the air as well, 23 points, pretty solid. McCaffrey, though, is obviously absolute freak. Got to be right up there, top three votes for MVP this year. 24 carries, 146 yards, two touchdowns, and a receiving touchdown, 35 points. Yeah, that, that makes anyone cry, really, when you're going up against that. Uh, as we go through to the tight ends, not a whole lot with that there. Darren Waller, only two catches, 52 yards. I mean, that's still not bad for a tight end, but for a guy of his quality, that is quite low. He's least targets of the get season by far. His next loss was five against Chicago, then seven. So, hoping to bounce back on Thursday night football against the Chargers. Uh, Darren Fells. The ultimate plug and play with Hoop around on bye week. What do you do? You bring in Fells. Why? Because he is touchdown, boom or bust. And you better believe it. One catch, one yard, one touchdown, 6.1 points. That'll do. <laughs> Absolutely ludicrous. And who did the other Deshaun touchdown go to? None other than DeAndre Hopkins. You better believe it. Eight catches, 48 yards and a touchdown. Not great considering eight catches, but the targets are there. He will get some longer plays, surely, going forward. And, you know, hopefully start building up those touchdowns again. Keenan Allen, another disappointing game, but it was mainly the run game. Melvin Gordon sort of cancelled that one out again. And uh, while we go to the other side, Kenny Golladay. Beautiful game against Oakland, as you expect. You've got to tear it up against Oakland. 130 yards and a touchdown. That'll do. Chris Godwin, though, very disappointing. Going up against Seattle, this is a shootout, right? 40 to 34, two of the worst defences in the air going at each other. You expect stats to fly everywhere. Godwin didn't produce. Only 61 yards in the air. It's just not good enough for this type of matchup. Um, other than that, not going to worry about kicking some D. The Patriots finally lose their double-digit streak, as was expected, going up against a legitimate team. Um, um, not much more to talk about that one. Moving on, we go to Sam Stokes, Stopers against the Watership Allens. What a matchup this was, and an absolute nail biter. The Allens, 0-4 start, uh, sorry, 0-5 start to the season. Now 4-5, and won their last four. Looking to make a heroic push to the playoffs. Could you imagine? Start at the quarterback, Dak. Not too bad. I mean, the stats are sort of okay. 22 or 35 isn't very good. But 250 yards, three touchdown is. And that gives you a decent fantasy output. And you go the other side. Wilson, 29 to 43. Bad, much better. Five touchdowns, 380 yards, two-point conversion. I mean, he's... The Dude is on a tear. He is MVP running. Like, type of... Like, it's just insane to see him. Like, to go from a Seattle that was so defense-orientated to now just, fuck it, we're just going to outscore every other team and see what happens. He's just killing it. It's just really good, entertaining football to watch. Uh, to go through the running backs, Nick Chubb and Zeke. Disappointing for me, I'd say. Chubb with just uh, 91... Screamage yards against Denver. Denver is a good defense, but he's, you know, Chubb is sort of the only bright spark on that team at the moment. Baker Mayfield. Holy moly. What are we going to do with you? Hurt's going to have some absolute field day. 
if uh, Sam Darnold wasn't even worse. Uh, but uh, Zeke had 140 yards on the ground, pretty good. But against the Giants, you want that score. Nothing on the receiving end, which is surprising. I think that's his, is that his first game without a reception? It is. Um, he's been averaging about five targets over his last four games too, so at zero, it's very surprising. Um, as we move forward, Derek Henry saved what was a pretty average Tennessee game. Um, 100 yards on the ground and two touchdowns, so he's showing what an absolute beast this guy can be, and he has been pretty good all season. Doesn't get involved in the passing game much, which definitely hinders him, but you know, the yards are there, the touchdowns there, solid RB2 slash RB1 type player, exactly what you need. Uh, Jordan Howard continuing to surprise everyone. 19 carries, 82 yards and the touchdown. He just keeps on going. It's just, when you, like you're still, is it still a timeshare with Sanders? It's just so hard to tell, but I mean, it's money well spent so far. Solid 14 points, what you want from Howard. Uh, Edelman, DJ Shark, pretty average here. Edelman had a fumble, which is very surprising. Usually strong hands, but again, the targets are. It's his fourth game in a row now with over 10 targets. Um, 10 receptions, this one just doesn't get many yards, yards, unfortunately. So he sort of does have that high end touchdown dependency. DJ Shark, man, what happened here? Up against Houston, prime game, has his worst outing yet. Least yards against probably the easiest team they've played. You know, all his other ones, you look at it, New Orleans, Denver, rubbish. Um, you know, tough teams, but rubbish yards. So this is very disappointing. Did have a touchdown last time against Houston. This was a home game though, so even more disappointing on his output. As we go to the, uh, the heavy hitters of the receivers here, Mike Evans, 180 yards and a touchdown. You're going up against Seattle, you expect that. Took most of the work away from Chris Godwin. Um, just absolutely killer. Great performance from here. Marvin Jones coming in after a big disappointment last week against the Giants. I mean, about 22 yards after that four-touchdown Minnesota game. Going up hard against Oakland. 120 yards and a touchdown. As you'd expect, really, it's Oakland. They are not good defensively. The Thursday night football game is going to be exciting with the Chargers against Oakland. And other than that, not a whole lot. Sony Michelle again continuing to suck. That he is just so touchdown dependent, it's crazy. And he lost bloody carries to James White. Like James White doesn't take carries. He's a bloody wide receiver. Yet Michelle's gone from 20 carries on average of his last three games to four this week. For Sony Michelle, it's just you just don't know what to do with it. And uh, Jalen Samuels coming in as the flex for James Conner is out. Cannot run the ball to save his life. Eight carries, 10 yards, but 13 catches for 70 yards. Unfortunately, did have a fumble, but man, this was PPR, you'd be laughing. Other than that, not a whole lot to go through. David Montgomery almost 20 points on the bench with those two touchdowns. That's going to hurt. Stafford having a great week as well on the, on the bench. And Zach Ertz finally having a break, breakout game. I think it's his first actual solid game, really. Second double-digit game. Most yards by a mile, 103 yards. Next best was 72. Hopefully he keeps that going, but they do have a bye week next week. 
As we move on to game number three, and we've got probably the, yeah, this is definitely the worst matchup in terms of a just result, really. MPI against Team X. MPI continuing to run away with the league, but 89 points this week is just the pits. They're not a trend. The scores are going down, but the wins stay there. It's just frustrating for the rest of the league. He's got the fourth most points scored, yet 8-1 running away with it. Team X, unfortunately, just did not show up. 77 points, not their best showing. Aaron Rodgers and Donald just the worst. Donald especially surprising against Miami. He looks rattled and he has not been convincing at all since that Dallas game. And you just don't know what's going to happen, right? Eight, eight intercepts in his last three games. Bloody hell. What do you do there? Jets are in strife. Aaron Rodgers looked like he'd sort of turned the corner after a disappointing start to the season, but he could just... Absolutely got mauled by Joey Bosa all game. Chargers had him in his pocket, and as a result, that falls onto Aaron Jones. That's the that's the tough one when you've got two guys from the same team and they both and they don't play well. It really hits you hard. Aaron Jones, 29 yards for the game, just not a good enough showing. On the other side, Tevin Coleman, just as bad. 12 carries, 23 yards, ended up with 36 total. Just a real struggle. Matt Breda killed it. Had like 90-odd yards on probably less carries, I think. It's just an absolute head-scratcher, that one, uh, for the 49ers running game. Leonard Fournette, the only real bright spark in a dreadful Jags game. 72 total yards, but obviously the run game got generally abandoned as soon as they started falling behind, which obviously limits his production. Josh Jacobs, oh, it's my boy. My rookie boy, Jacobs, he has come out on a 10. 28 carries, 120 yards, two touchdowns. I believe he's actually on track to beat Bo Jackson's rookie record for Oakland. I mean, the dude is a freak, and he has gotten better and better. You know, he's had one game this season under four yards per carry, and that was week one against Denver, where he still had two touchdowns. Like, the dude is just... He's, just, he's only going to get better and better. They're going to just keep giving the ball. He's going to get over 20 carries every game. I don't know why they don't involve him in the passing game more. But, you know, with the production he's getting, it's just going to, it's just going to be exciting to watch him go forward, really. Uh, the next one's after that. Who have we got? OBJ. I mean, you still kind of have to start OBJ. But, God, he's had a shocking season, hasn't he? Just keeps complaining about stuff. First it was his watch, now it's like his socks. You don't want to tuck his socks in or something. I don't know. Just an absolute nightmare to own him. Um, not as much as probably owning Juju though, because that Steelers team has fallen apart. Their offense is just dreadful now. Um, especially James Connor out. You know, you lose your run game there. Mason Rudolph is just not good enough. And 16 yards kind of sums that up. On the other side, this is where the saving grace was at. Tyreek Hill, Tyler Lockett, 47 points between them, 140 yards and a touchdown for Hill, 152 yards and two touchdowns for Tyler Lockett. Now, you play playing Tampa Bay, it's always going to happen. But against Minnesota, oh, you can just see like Minnesota's defense has just been struggling lately. Just hasn't been, like Chicago, just expect to be good, just isn't. Um, just an absolute tear there. Uh, Hunter Henry, solid 84 yards. He has been very good since coming back from injury and continue to see that going up. 
pretty much leading the targets for the last like three, four weeks. He's been Keenan Allen. So expect that to keep going. Uh, Marlon Mack, 21 carries for 89 yards, but no score, no reception. So that's always going to limit his production. Um, probably the disappointments would be putting uh, Devin Singletary on your bench. I mean, you, you know, it's his first proper game back. You don't expect much, so obviously you don't play him. But uh, 20 carries, 95 yards, and a touchdown. Only good thing is he could possibly be a plug play next week and going forward. Expect big things from him. Frank Gore is pretty much going to be losing his role. Unfortunately, we all love Frank Gore, but you got to look to the younger generation. Dude's 36. He can't just sort of be a lead back anymore. Um... And this is the far, this is the one I've been waiting for, the matchup of the week. You know, move away, move away, Miami Washington, move away that Miami Jets game. This is what you want. Little Skittles, grim prospects, one and seven plays, two and seven, bottom of the table, shit house. And my god, was it shit house. Unbelievable. Where do you start? You start with your Thursday night football. And I don't think anyone can recover from watching that, right? Who starts? Kenyon Drake recently traded to the Cardinals against the 49ers probably the best defense in the league right and he goes off and gets 24 points 110 yards off the ground one touchdown 50 reception receiving yards two point conversion his first play first play of the game 36 yard run just gets in a hole stiff arms a bloke off he goes just that's just comical like it's just cruel and then you got Philip Lindsay, who's been struggling, goes out and gets 90 yards and a touchdown on just nine carries. I mean, it's an eight-man league, and you're starting Kenyon Drake and Philip Lindsay. You know you're in strife, yet they go off and have 40 points combined. <laughs> How do you respond to that? Uh, Gardner Minshew, an absolutely dreadful game. We already talked about how bad the Jacks were. He only got less than 10 points, two interceptions, two fumbles. Just, you know, that's the end of him. See you later. In comes Nick Foles. Jameis Winston does what he does best. Two touchdowns off a lot of throws, a lot of incompletions, and a fumble. Um, but you know, these are, you know, against Seattle, he's always going to do relatively well. 20 points, not bad. Uh, Carlos Hyde, which is the surprisingly bright spot for our grim prospects, which, you, you know, you don't usually say. 160 yards, really good on the ground. Had that goal line fumble off like a 50 yard carry or something. I mean, that's an eight-point swing right there. All we do is hold the boys got a touchdown. Got it knocked out. Really good tackle to uh, unfortunately lead to a fumble and a touchback. El Bell, 120 yards from scrimmage. Not bad, but against Miami, you need that touchdown. You know, you have to have a touchdown against Miami. They're so bad defensively, but unfortunately could not produce that. Amari Cooper had a good 40-yard catch for a touchdown against the Giants, so you always expect to do well. Only eight catches, though. A little bit concerning. Uh, conceded some to Michael Gallup, but still good output. Um, Kettle and uh, Kelsey, pretty similar. The only difference is just the touchdown Kittle got compared to Kelsey. Kelsey's still producing not as much as before, but obviously not too bad considering Mahomes is out. Um, Barkley was probably a little bit disappointing, let's face it. Even though against Dallas and it's negative game strip for your first overall pick, 95 scrimmage yards just isn't good enough for first overall pick. You have to be getting 15 points plus pretty much every week, which you know generally he does. You'd say Barkley's pretty good at that, wouldn't you? 
Um, this week just a disappointment, really disappointing showing. Couldn't get any room on the ground, um, but you know still has that receiving side to his game, so always an upside. The biggest disappointment really is this uh, Alan Robinson. Man, you feel for the guy, right? Your quarterbacks have been Blake Bortles and Mitch Trubisky. He's such a talented receiver, and he's had a really good season considering, but and this was just one of those games. Six yards, one catch. Like, you just wonder how long they're going to stick with Trubisky, really, because you've got decent plays. David Montgomery's a good player. Alan Robinson's a good player. They just cannot get any offense going, and the defense is turning to shit too, which is even more concerning. Well, as you look at the other side, Emmanuel Sanders, brand new team, finally gets rid of Flacco, gets Jimmy G in as quarterback, 112 yards and a touchdown, tears up the Cardinals, as you'd expect, dreadful defense, the Cardinals, um, but then you can you look on the other side, Stefan Diggs, you know, Thielen was out early, one catch for four yards and a 12-yard carry against Kansas, that is concerning, and that is what the Vikings pass offense is all about. He's 160 yards and two touchdowns, or he is 10 yards and no touchdowns. You just do not know what to expect with Kirk Cousins at the helm. But, you know, that's sort of that boom and bust play you got to sort of ride with. Um, no real bench spots to talk about. Everyone other on bye and injured. Um, that's really right about it. So we're going to look forward to week 10 now. We've got some interesting matchups. The Watership Allen's looking to make it five in a row, taking on Deshaun the Dead, who's been on, on the up in terms of scoring, so that should be a great contest there. We've got the Karens going up against the Triple S. That is expected to be a shootout, both in the 109 projections. Both one win up and just one win apart from them. So, you know, really good, uh, strong top four contest there. NPI take on Little Skittles. This is projected to be very one-sided, but you know we don't know. We uh, we have that's what was meant to happen to Little Skittles last week. So you know, will NPI finally be brought down a peg, or will they go to a nine and one and one and just continue tearing this league apart? And then we've got another tight one: Grim Prospects against Team X. Um, possibly a new team name. You never know. We'll see. Um, both in the 105 decent predictions, 50-50 split. Um, and yeah, you go. We're getting into that back out half of the season now. It's getting a bit tight. Um, some teams looking pretty comfortable, others really struggling. But you know, this is fantasy. You never know what can happen. We've seen the Watership Allens go on a four-over run when no one was seeing anything positive from their team. So yeah, just keep plugging away. Keep working those waivers, keep working those free agents, and you never know, you could find the next Kenyan Drake. <laughs> Alright, that's Richie tuning out, thanks for listening, and uh, give us your feedback for anything going forward. Cheers boys. Cheers.